0: And now it's time for Fat Guy Love's Cake. That miserable little backup yoke. Neg nag nag neg, neg.
1: Zip sop, <laughs> So sit down. Shut the fuck up. Take your cock out of your hand and listen.
0: Good morning, afternoon, evening, whatever it is, wherever you are, and welcome to Fat Guy Loves Cake, your favorite podcast in the entire world, the best and funniest podcast in the entire world. Coming straight from the mind of me, I am your host, Joey. Welcome. Thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time, this is a show about nothing. I speak what's on my mind, what I'm thinking about, but this is a particularly special episode because I will be playing a playing an interview that I did with the infamous Aaron that I have spoken so many times about that tried to kill me with his car. A very old friend of mine. We've known each other our entire lives, and I was able to finally get a one-on-one with him when he wasn't out gargling balls for money. He found a way to fit me into his (laughs) hooking schedule. So I'm very excited about that. Just uh, give me a few minutes to sound off, and then we'll get to that. So it is February 2nd. And I don't know who started it. I don't care. But somebody has started a whole thing where it is do 10 push-ups a day for the entire month of February. Which is so unlikely for most people, including myself. Because I'm thinking like maybe 10 push-ups for the entire month of February. Not every single day. But I went ahead and said, you know what? Feto, let's do it. Let's get those push-ups done. So I got down. And I went to do my push-up. I think I got what would be in Mathematics. Considered one-tenth of a push-up, and that's as far as I got. Hooray, me. But I was able to cross my legs, put a very soft pillow on the floor, and do ten girly push-ups. Solid, baby. I'm going to be feeling that shit tomorrow. I just know I am. It is going to hurt, but that's okay. I don't care. I think that as the month goes on, I will see progression where I'll be doing full-form push-ups, and I think that if you are also like me, either you're new to working out or you're just getting back into working out, this is a really good thing. It's just 10 push-ups a day, okay? And I swear to you, I've been down this road before because I, I remember when I was in county and everybody in there was always working out, and I did, I attempted to do one push-up and was unable to do one push-up. That's embarrassing. And by the time a couple of weeks had gone by, I was totally capable of doing like 30 to 40 push ups. No problem whatsoever. Jelly bean. So I am going to, you know, you don't even have to be out of shape. I mean, just like try and do 10 push ups. Like get down right now on the floor. I'll wait. Get down on the floor and do 10 legit adult push-ups, like the ones where not there's no, like, arching your back, you know, where you're doing the fucking worm. Like, you have to like put your hands, not spread far out apart, put them shoulder-length, shoulder-width, I mean, on your toes, down and up motion, completes one push-up. Do ten. I bet most people cannot. Take the February push-up challenge, like I am. Take the dive. See if you can do it. I'm pretty stoked, man. Like, I did, uh, I got 20-pound dumbbells, and I've been doing progressively more every day. I, I started off doing 20 left, 20 right, and then maybe I'd do it again later in the day, and then, I add, then, you know, after a week, I added five, after a week, I added five more, and now I'm doing 40 curls, left arm, right arm, twice a day, and that's only after like a month. Okay, I'm gonna have to put more weight on soon. And it's awesome because I can feel my arms getting hard. That's like such a good feeling when you you like see results. But you know, it does me no good to not lose weight and like work out my arms that I'm just like a fat guy with big arms. But I did the ten push ups and I will progress to doing man push ups, I promise. But do it too. Do it, seriously. You know, like, we're all overweight. There's, like, you can't... No one can fucking tell me we're not. We're America. We're, like, 60% obese, okay? So that means you can, like, throw a rock in any direction. You're going to hit a fat person. Now that I'm starting to get more energy because I'm eating less and I'm doing these curls and now with the push-ups, has got me all motivated. I feel like I'm going to, like, maybe start adding 10 to 20 minutes of, like, aerobics. You know, some embarrassing shit that only you can do when no one's watching. You know, like, maybe, like, put some James Brown on. You know, I just like lock my door and then, you know, just start fucking dancing, jumping around, sweating, get out of breath, you know, kiss myself, get in the hot oh, hot, 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 too hot, hot, too hot. See, like what I was just doing right now, you can't see, but I damn sure wouldn't do it in front of anyone, not sober. So that's what's going on in February. So if you do that, best of luck to you. Stick with it. It's really just a matter of breaking old habits. I should just put on some some techno music and dance, you know, just like fucking dance. I never liked to dance. You know, dancing to me is so foreign because... Not, not, like, um, like two-step in and, uh, like, like, ballroom dancing, you know, man and woman or, or just couples, whatever, dancing, that shit, like, that I get, you know, there's, that's very, uh, I don't know, there's just there's an art to it, and I've never been any good at it, but when you, you remember, you remember clubs, do they still exist? Like, do dance clubs still exist where people go and they just dance alone? Like, I never knew what to do, and we used to go to clubs all the time when I got out of high school, Like as soon as I turned 18... We were at the dance clubs all the time. Me and this douchebag uh, that I used to hang out with, he he loved to go to clubs. And I hated it. I fucking hated it. Like I was only going because I was hoping that if I sat in a corner, like in a dark corner, and just moped, that maybe some hot girl would walk up to me and say, oh, you look so cute just sitting there all alone and 18 and weighing 100 pounds with no style and terrible dresser and bad haircut. Perhaps you'd like to come home and do whatever you want with me. I don't care how long you last, just so long as you're happy. <laughs> like I think I legitimately believe that something like that was going to take place in my life, and I fucking hated dance clubs. I mean, what the fuck, man? Dance clubs. You go. I mean, if you can't drink, and say hypothetically you don't do drugs, because I'm sh- like I remember everyone was dropping acid and X. I didn't drink. I didn't do drugs. I mean, I couldn't drink. I wasn't old enough. When you go in there, and it's like, what do you do? You Like, I'm white. Okay? I don't need to go out there and perpetuate stereotypes and be like, hey, everyone, look at me. Because it's not that I'm paranoid and I'm just thinking, like, maybe people are thinking that. No, they're thinking it. If I'm dancing in the middle of a dance floor and I'm doing, like, the Carlton, you know, from Fresh Prince, you know? And, I mean, because that's, if, like, if I could do that, that would actually be cool. No, I'm out there like, bobbing my head, and kind of like, much waving my shoulders, and, you know, and I'm thinking like, man, I bet everyone's looking at me right now, and they're thinking, look at this fucking white guy, he can't dance for shit, you know, and then my friends, if I had probably ever told them that, they'd say, ah, you're paranoid, you're paranoid, but no, <laughs> I'm not paranoid, because every fucking person in that club was thinking that, like, look at this fucking white boy, goddamn. I mean I've seen some bad dancing from white folk. But damn. Now I I just oh man, once I discovered alcohol I had no problem dancing because I didn't care. I'd go out there and I'd be like Carly from the Three Stooges and I'd get on my side and I'd spin around. <gasps> no no no. Fucking I didn't care. I'd grab the the busboy and bend him over a table start spiking his ass. True story. But when you have inhibitions, you tend to Be a little more reserved on the dance floor. And I don't know. Maybe everybody looked just like I did. I felt like I was rocking to the same beat. Waving my shoulders. Dipping my head. Moving my hips a little bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No. Dance clubs. What a fucking waste of time and money. What are you going to do? What are you going to get some ass at a dance club? Like, hey... We've been sweatily dancing for the last three hours. I'm sure my balls smell fantastic. Let's go back to your place. And what's even worse is when we were younger, there used to be these teen clubs in the woodlands. I can't remember. What, oh, uh, World in Motion was a club that was off of Sawdust and 45. And it was, it was a teen club, so it was all under 18. They let us smoke cigarettes for some reason. But it was a dance club, and it was legitimate, packed all the time. I'll never forget the first time I went there. I spent an hour psyching myself up to talk to a woman. Like, now I can go up to anyone, not not just to hit on them, but just to anyone, you know, in my current state of mind. I can go up to any stranger, and I can make conversation, and I can make good conversation. And I don't have to be worried about if they're going to talk back or if they're going to, you know, blow me off or whatever. You know, I've 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 learned how to, I'm not that scared little boy anymore. But I had never, ever, 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 ever in my life at that point, I think I was 15, gone up to a girl and been like, hey, say, baby, what's up? You know, I mean, what do you say? So I went to World of Emotion. So fucking pumped, you know, I'm like, yes. Yes, I'm going to do it. I'm going to talk to a girl. The only reason I don't have a girlfriend it has nothing to do with my stupid bowl haircut with skate rat bangs. It has nothing to do with my pants hanging off my ass. It has nothing to do with my lack of hygiene or the fact that I look like a goddamn goblin. No. It's confidence. It's all about confidence. So I get the world in motion, and I played a few games of pool... And I saw this girl and I thought, okay, relatively attractive, sitting at a table by herself. I'm just going to go over and I'm going to introduce myself. That's what people do, right? You say, all right, so I did. I was so fucking scared. I was shaking. I was so nervous, but I didn't let it show. And I walked up to her, still standing, and I, I reached across the table and I put my hand out and I said, hi, I'm Joey. And she looked at me. She like rolled her eyes and then turned her head away from me. I was so devastated. I was absolutely destroyed inside, and I didn't think I would ever recover. Oh man, that was so brutal. I, you know, that's the kind of thing that like happens in a sitcom or a movie. You know, like a, like a, I don't know. I what's a what's a, what's a teenage romance movie? Like uh, she's all that. I haven't seen it, but I know it has to be. There's, there's got to be some shit like that where you're like, oh, say it, baby what's up? They're like, oh, please. <laughs> I mean, like, oh, oh, that reminds me actually. Same topic, different place. Years later, after my wife and I divorced and I, was, I hadn't left Dallas yet, and when I finally got out of high school, like I, oh, I constantly had girlfriends. Like once I got out of high school, there was no issue with that whatsoever. I don't know if it was because like I started playing music and being in bands or just started like dressing better or whatever. But somehow I never had to hit on women. I just always got hit on. And every time I had a girlfriend, once I lost one, there was another one and another one and another one. It was just like you know, like next, next. And when my wife and I divorced, I knew like I was gonna have to go and hit the scene and I had no experience as a as an of age, single person going to a bar with his alcohol and hitting on women. And I thought, okay, you know, like it's going to be a blast. And it was, it was easy. You know, once you, once you can drink, you know, you just, you kind of get to this point to where you're like, well, you know, she says, no, then fuck it. I'll move on to the next one. It's like one out of three is going to, you know, engage you in conversation. But I was at this, uh, like art exhibit you know, and this is Dallas, okay, you have to understand, like, it's, Dallas is such a pretentious town, you know, like, you've got these, like, new age, fucking artsy-fartsy people, you go to an art exhibit, okay, and it's an art exhibit, you walk in, and there's shit hanging on the walls, and there's sculptures, but these are more, but they're, everyone's drinking Pabst, you know, and they all have Von Dutch hats on, there's a fucking keg, you know, but everyone is real snooty, but in, like, a alternative kind of way. And I went to this art exhibit, and I'm just, I'm totally pissed, right? I am just, I've had so much to drink before I even get there. So I see this girl, and she's sitting on the stairs. The stairs are leading up to the second floor of the art exhibit. She's like, you know, got her butt on like the third step up. She's having a drink by herself. She's very pretty, you know? So I'm like, yeah, you know, straightening up my pants, checking to make sure I'm all good. And I'm like doing that smooth roll over there like, yeah. Uh, Target acquired. So I sat down and I'm like, "Hey, I said, you know the artist?" She's like, "No, no, I don't." And uh, I said, "Oh, he's a really good friend of mine. That's how I ended up in this place." I'm trying to make conversation with her. i said, "What are you?" I said, are "You here alone, or like a friend g- get you?" To-? I'm just trying to make small talk, you know, get anything out. And she's she's being moderately receptive. And I'm just kind of babbling on, you know, like yeah, you know, like this stuff's cool and what. And she's like, "Listen." What kind of car do you drive? And I was like, uh, I, said, I don't have a car. I have a skateboard. She's like, "Anyway." And I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa." <laughs> so, I'm I'm fucking frozen because I'm looking around for cameras, for a director to say cut because I'm in the 80s in a fucking movie where a woman has just judged me based on what kind of car I drive. I, I I thought, no, no, nothing like that happens in real life. That's impossible. No fucking way. But she did. And I love the fact that I answered that I had a skateboard. I really did have a car. I had a Jeep. But, I mean, I wasn't going to let her know that. This woman just asked me what kind of car I drove. Do you imagine? I'd like to try that out on a woman. You know, you're at the bar. You have a good conversation. Go, so how much do you make a year? And then she goes, why? And you go, well, I'd just like to see if I'd like to take this any farther. You know, I have like kind of a cutoff, you know, if you, anything under 50,000, kind of, a, you know, <laughs> I get the best idea today. I'm going to do it when I get done with the show. I'm going to make a fake profile on a dating site and I'm not going to do it with any kind of ulterior motives other than to just have some fun. I'm not going to break anyone's heart. I'm not going to do anything illegal. I'm not going to do anything except have some fucking fun, make a fake profile I will even put my real picture on it, and all the about me stuff is just going to be so anti women. No, not I shouldn't say anti women. Anti dating. When you make a dating profile, you you do the, the usual stuff about you. Like I'm Joey. I like hockey and punk rock music and uh, Nightmare Before Christmas and Johnny Cash and I love television and pop culture and kitty cats. You know, those are the things that I would say, because those are really the things that are about me, you know, and, but I'm going to be like, my name's Joe and I don't really respect women much. My friends call me misogynist, but that's just the women friends. And I think they're all bitches. So I'm just looking for some strange and, uh, I don't eat, butt, (laughs) and just like everything that a woman doesn't want to hear, you know, some more about me, like, uh, I'm unemployed uh, because I choose to be. Um, I because the right job hasn't come along yet. But if you're, you know, like if you're worried about me being able to to take you out to dinner, it's all good because you can pick me up in your car. We can go to the grocery store. I got food stamps, and we can go back to your place, and I can boil up some ramen. And uh, maybe you'll get lucky, and you can blow me. Um, and then, then, like, list my hobbies as, like, the worst possible hobbies in the world. You know, like, collecting, uh, (laughs) like, collecting rocks and, uh, serial killer trading cards. Let me show you my fly swatter collection. (laughs) Buying yearbooks from the thrift store, from schools of places I've never been to. Watching tennis matches with my eyes closed. Because it sounds like sex. (laughs) I will make myself the world's biggest red flag ever. And the whole experiment is to see, do I get any responses? Are there going to be any likes? And if I do, are they real? And if they're real, what kind of fucking people are real? that are really wanting to meet me, and what kind of conversations will that bring out? Because that's the kind of thing I want to do so I can talk about it on here, because I think that will be a very interesting social experiment. So without further ado, let's get the interview started. Like I said, Mr. Aaron called me earlier this evening, and I had a wonderful little 10-minute talk with him. And uh, Oh, here, let me just go ahead and play it for you. Okay, listeners, the interview you have all been waiting for, the homicidal punk rock megalomaniac who once took both of my ass cheeks, Mr. Aaron, is finally on the show, here to tell his side of the story of when he dragged me behind his car. Aaron, thank you for being on Fat Guy Loves Cake. I'm glad I could finally get you here. Of course. So I wanted to give you the opportunity to tell your side of the story, which I know is going to be all lies, but I'm (laughs) going to let you talk. And uh, so, go ahead. Tell us in your own words exactly how that whole day went down.
1: Okay, I remember uh, it was a wiffle ball bat, and we were doing some work for a pharmacy, and we found a ball of that wiffle ball bat. And we terrorized the whole damn area with it for some stupid reason. But one particular day, you decided to tell me that this poor little Mexican dude on a cart picking <laughs> up trash. He said, pull up next to him, because I'm going to smack the back of his cart with it. And I said,
0: okay. So now, there's well, no proof that. that he was actually Mexican. You cannot prove that. I didn't go after him because of his race. No, it was just because he was, a, in fact, just a Mexican dude riding on a cart that worked there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nah, so uh, I've, I mean, I've told this story to probably 100 different people, and it's the exact same way that I'm telling it right now that I would have told you know, the other 100 people. You were sitting on my car on the wall, on the door. And as you leaned out, you said, Get closer. So I got closer. And when your uncoordinated ass swung at the son of a bitch, you missed him. And all I saw was the shock on your face. And you like fell out, like halfway, one foot up in the dash, the other foot stuck behind the seat. And Doing some kind of Scooby Doo run on your fucking hands.
0: Hmm. And you don't but you don't recall I any I, any jerking was, of the wheel to the left. I'm not. Hold
1: on a second, man.
0: <laughs> and I'll
1: tell you why I jerked my wheel to the left. If you recall, there was a group of kids behind us, which one of them was my cousin in a little Honda Civic. there's about five or six people and jammed it packed into that little lunchbox. The reason that I swerved was you hit the ground. And I thought I ran your ass over. I think I ran the bat over, and I swerved. And when I swerved, that made him swerve, so he missed you. Oh, uh. about you—you you probably don't remember that because you're bleeding out your butthole for like
0: probably a <laughs> different reason. That actually does make—that uh, actually does make sense. I—I <laughs> yes, I don't yes. know. I replay it in my mind, and I still see that I'm sitting on the window. And you jerk the car, and then I fall,
1: dude. I can see you right now. I can see the look on your face, There's a sheer terror, dumb look. You know you were probably what about 150 pounds lighter. Um, <laughs> so you're kind of you, but well, I, I'm not. I'm not lying when I say you did some goddamn Scooby Doo run, dude. I, I mean. The only thing I was missing was that noise that it makes. <laughs> 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 and
0: there
1: was no submarine sandwich.
0: <laughs> oh man. Yeah, man,
1: I was doing I was doing thirty miles an hour, so I was going pretty quick. But I mean, dude, I fucking thought I killed you. But uh, you know, it, it was probably five seconds long, but it seemed like it was about ten minutes.
0: Yeah, yeah. I
1: mean, I could hear your hand slapping, pop, pop, pop on The ground, and you were just going, Oh my god, and then
0: you just dropped. <laughs> yeah, I don't dude, know, you heard me say, Move your feet. <laughs> <laughs> I is, was I, in shock, you were in shock.
1: I mean, you were in shock more than I was, but
0: I mean, <laughs> I was really lucky that I didn't get killed. That was some dumb shit. <laughs> yeah, that, and then uh,
1: <sighs> you're uh, one of those
0: episodes you're talking about how fucked up it was. That car was not fucked up. Oh, my, my, were you talking about the actual? My
1: dad would not allow that to happen. <laughs> you're nuts. I think you're
0: thinking of someone else's car. You know what? I, I, I it just hit me whose car I was thinking of. I'll I'll have to censor his name when I when we're done talking. But uh, Jason.
1: Oh shit!
0: I haven't heard that name in a long time. He he had uh, a fucking. Cadillac that had all, where you could write into the foam in the ceiling. Your 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 car may have been in better condition, but you fucking treated it like, you're talking about, your dad would have killed you. Well, what about what if, if he found out you were launching it over railroad tracks?
1: Do, do you remember when, when we did that? That was Woodson Road. The road that fucking Red Lobster you should be on in 45. And we hit it from that first fucking stop sign, like 60 fucking miles an hour, and that's like a five foot invert. Mm-hmm. And you know, like, if you turned right, you went to Chateau Woods. If you turned
0: left, you went to Tamina. Yep, I remember. You hit that fucking railroad. I hit that railroad
1: tracks, and there was a car turning, if you remember. And he slammed on his brakes, and we flew over the front of his hood.
0: And then when we hit the
1: ground, the muffler came off. And it was spinning around in circles in the in the fucking, in the middle of the street. And all of a sudden, the car just goes, and I was like, oh, my God, I broke the car, and, then we had to fucking wire the damn muffler
0: back on. Yeah, oh my done. God, I had forgotten about that. You know, that, and it was such a massive, like when it hit the ground, it, like 3,000 pounds of steel. You can't, you, you have to experience it to understand how big of a chunk like, like that slam <laughs> was. I'm pretty sure that's why we're both so damn dumb is
1: because we hit our fucking head so many times on that that, that roof on that one jump.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's, uh, yeah, I I did not remember the, uh, muffler, but that is awesome, because now I remember, Yeah, we had to tie it back on, that's great, that's great shit, man.
1: Shit, man, we've been through, we've been through a couple fucking things, haven't we?
0: Yeah. hands
1: running over on the trolley, I had to walk you into the fucking, fucking, uh, nurse's office at Glenlock when you're crying your ass off.
0: You know, I was gonna tell that story, I'm glad I didn't, because I was hoping to save it for when I finally got to interview you, but... Let me set it up for the listeners. Um, we had a, a zip line when we were kids, and there, there, it was really fucking long and really high and really something you would not see today. And so you'd hang on it and you'd zip down. And I was on the end of it, the where you finished, where you where it ended. And I had my hand up on the cable, and the trolley comes flying down and just sucks my thumb into it and oh that was gnarly dude i don't know see like somebody threw it at me that wasn't you no okay i didn't think so i I know what happened you were you were hanging
1: on it with your back to the person coming down
0: yeah i was monkeying around on it you
1: were talking to me and then i'd never seen someone's hand get run over before it was pretty awesome but uh then you're balling and I had to take you up all the way. Man, remember? God, it was such a long... It was a long walk, and you just went and stopped crying
0: like a bitch. He's such an asshole. Listen to this. We were nine (laughs) fucking years old. Nine. We were nine. I was nine years old, too, and I wasn't crying. I didn't get squirting blood all over me, you fucker. Dude, that's like the only scar on my body that I still have to this day. Like, that's the only (laughs) scar that's never healed. I can see it's a big blue V on my thumb knuckle, and... You gotta give me shit because yeah. I cried. You didn't have your hand <laughs> wrenched under that.
1: We were in Cub Scouts together too, weren't
0: we? Uh, I don't know. If you know any stories about Cub Scouts, maybe I ought to pre-screen them. <laughs> 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 I don't know. Yeah, that that's that's yeah. really that's all the story I needed out of you.
1: One hundred percent true.
0: Okay. Okay. And maybe over. The years uh, I have, I've exaggerated it a little bit in my mind that it happened a different way, but. a
1: big, giant vagina, you fell out, you rolled, you hit the ground.
0: I know you, I know you well enough to know that you, as much of a dick as you were back then, you would have never intentionally, like, tried to kill me. I mean, you've been, you've been a very good friend of mine for, Jesus, over 30 years. You're editing that part out, aren't you? <laughs> we play that all the time. <laughs> I was
1: thinking, that was that was me and you that fucking got like arrested, right? When we had, when some lady said we were threatening her 3-year-old with a
0: bat. Yeah, that was when we got arrested for stealing mail and uh and then she, <laughs> she said that we were threatening that little child. I don't that never really happened. I mean, she said it did, but it, that that didn't happen. Yeah. Now we did steal mail, I mean, that did happen. It, no, you went back there and you said, hey, let me see if she's got
1: a cigarette. And I was like, what? And you're like, I'm going to go ask her for a cigarette. And you ran up to the car and she rolled up the window and she was screaming. And I was like, I don't think she's got. You're like, hey, give me a cigarette. And you're like beating on her in the window. And I was like, dude, just get in the car, man. Just get in the car. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my God. I did do that, didn't I?
1: <laughs> we should do that driving down 1960 and shit. we pull up next to someone. Hey, man,
0: you got a cigarette? Like, toss a fucking cigarette at us. Yeah, but I can't believe I went and banged on that lady's window with the wiffle ball bat. I did do that. God, I'm a <laughs> psycho. What said,
1: that we were threatening our kid.
0: Okay, I'm I done talking be- to you now. No, you
1: suck. Oh, you're using me, you motherfucker.
0: Hey, thanks thanks seriously though for doing this.
1: I am enjoying listening to the fucking shoutouts. You're, you're fucking funny, dude. Huh.
0: Thanks, Aaron. Alright, I'll talk to you later, man. Later, man. <laughs> I love that guy. <laughs> you my best friend So that's going to do it for Fat Guy Loves Cake Your Wednesday episode February 2nd Don't forget about them push-ups It's Wednesday Halfway through the week We are in Black History Month Please respect it But hey, why not just respect everyone Just because it's the right thing to do You, yes you Can reach me at Fat Guy Loves Cake At Yahoo.com If you want to message me for any reason I am still looking for a winner on the previous episode's question, I met a girl whose name rhymes with gonorrhea. If you can tell me what that name is, spelled correctly, you'll win a prize. And it'll be a good one, I promise. FatGuyLovesCake at Yahoo.com every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Bright and oily. Fat Guy Loves cake at Yahoo.com. I'll see you on Friday. To feel to treat me like you do when you lay your hands upon me and told me who you are. I thought I was mistaken. I thought I heard your words. Tell me how does it feel?